And welcome back to Sports Talk for Fans. Brian here, episode 41. We're going to be talking NBA in this episode. I got Tejas and Alex with me. Uh, season has started, but we just want to kind of get in there and kind of do our predictions and do some preseason talk and uh, kind of how we think and what we think may play out this year. So, uh, Tejas, how are you doing? Doing really good. And Alex, how are you doing? Welcome back. Is this uh, the number 41 episode, Dirt and Whiskey? Oh, okay. You were ready for that one. Yep, I wasn't. It's a good call. Yep. This is the Dirt and Whiskey episode, one of the top 75 people in the NBA, which we can get into that later some other time. But uh, first thing we're going to get into, we're going to have a couple topics, mainly talking about uh, preseason uh, or kind of season predictions and uh, player predictions kind of. But the first one we're going to talk about is probably the one that we've been carrying on from last season's playoffs. Me and Tejas talked into the offseason with Alex and Tejas. Uh, ben Simmons can't get enough of him. He's put a pretty much a crosshairs kind of on himself, directly or indirectly, however you want to talk about it. But <clears throat> um, I know, Tejas, you kind, of, you kind of led it before with Ben Simmons, but there's a lot of build up on Ben Simmons. Most recently, we're going to kind of just kind of fast forward to what's going on now, which was uh, Thursday. He was at the 76ers facility. He reported there. Um, this is on top of the whole offseason of not going to play with the 76ers. They convinced to come back. He finally came back, got suspended by the team, uh, left strip club, blah, 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 came back again. Um, so on Thursday, he had lower back tightness. It wasn't even like a really scheduled practice. It was just kind of a player showing up. Uh, back tightness kind of got clear. Then it went to um, he just mentally wasn't ready for the season to where he wanted to seek mental health um, before he resumed his next steps on the season. Uh, with how delicate this offseason has been, we've seen a lot of people openly accuse him of not being honest uh, with his mental health stuff, which probably is not the right thing to say about people without actually knowing them, without actually knowing what's going on, other than what we want to accuse him of, which is, you know, passing up layups and dunks and making bad decisions and not being a good shooter, which has nothing to do with mental health, really. Maybe it can kind of translate into it. Um, but there's a lot of stuff going on with Ben Simmons. This is pretty much just forward, fast forwarding getting to it is we've already talked. I think we talked last episode, actually. We had, we had our predictions on where, where he's going to play, where we can make it traded to, um, and stuff like that. So for this one, I'm kind of holding tight to still where I think he's not. He's going to stay in the same Sixers. But from you guys, Tejas, if you want to answer this first, do you think there's a better chance he plays for the 76ers? Do you think there's a better chance he plays for a different team this year? Or do you think there's a chance he just holds out the whole year and he just doesn't play basketball at all? What, I mean, what do you think about the whole Simmons situation in addition to that? Oh, man, I don't know. Uh, did, I don't know if you guys got to listen to the Daryl Morey interview at all. Yeah, some it, of it. Very yeah. interesting in that it was very frank. And, you know, he basically held very tight that he would only trade Simmons for a superstar and that's not being offered to them now. So he's prepared and dug in to do this for four years. And I think that's pretty smart. And, and I think the city of Philadelphia is kind of aligned with them where, you know, they, they, they absolutely are willing to dig in. And, uh, you know, uh, so, I, you know, I, I don't see a trade going down anytime soon. Um, you know, the mental health stuff is, is interesting in that, you know, obviously if, someone has real mental health issues. That's, that's a serious thing. Uh, you know, but is, is this him just, you know, 
using the collecting bargaining agreement as a way of kind of copying out so that he can get his money and not have to play it uh, versus, you know, could it, you know, if I'm the Sixers, uh, you know, honestly, what I've been wanting for him to do for like a year now is like see a sports psychologist and try and get over like a mental block. And so I don't know if that's happened and that's, I would consider that different from like serious mental health issues, but kind of like sports mental health issues. And that's my best case scenario if I'm the Sixers in that he, if he genuinely, genuinely would try and like tackle that on a sports front, you know, I, I, I that would be my best case scenario. And then I, I, I think he would, you know, I would like to have him come back and see if it, if it would go anywhere. So um, point being, you know, I, I do think that he might come back to the Sixers more likely than not if I had to put odds on it. So I, I know it's kind of rambling there. So uh, Alex, what do you, where, where are you at on this? I think they're to shut him down for the year. I don't think he gets traded anymore. I think he's getting shut down for the year. Um, just listen to what Daryl Morey said and what kind of what Ben Simmons is trying to pull. I mean, he has no leverage now. It's it's gone. They called his bluff this offseason. He kind of pulled the old, you know what? I'm not afraid to miss checks. I don't care if I don't get paid the rest of the year. And the first chance he had a chance to not get a check, he freaked out and he reported. <laughs> so he's lost all leverage right now. He has no more leverage anymore. I mean, so I think him trying to, I, you know, I'm not going to go down the mental road thing because I definitely, you know, know people who struggle with that. So I'm not going to call his buff, say he is or isn't with that. So I'm not even going to touch that. But I think right now his, his teammates know he's only there for the money. He's not there to be there. And Daryl Moore, he doesn't care how bad this thing gets. I mean, he's standing put saying, you know, kind of sound like, I don't care if it ruins us. I'm not giving up less than what I think. So um, I think he's going to get – I think he's going to play this back and forth game, and I think they're going to ultimately just shut him down for the – and just say, hey, don't even – even like the Kyrie thing, like don't even come back until we figure out, you know, you figure out whether you want to play for us or not or suspend or something like that. But I, don't, I think that's what's going to happen. <laughs> So how, how about this, uh, Tay, just if you want to answer this question first. Um, trading one problem for another problem, w- would either GM – would it make sense for either GM for the Sim Sixers and the Nets to just say, hey, let's just swap one problem for another. Let's trade Kyrie for, for Simmons. What do you think about that? You know, I, 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 that's, that's a good question. I, I, I You know, it's – you got to wonder where Kevin Durant is. You know, I know he was originally voiced with, with Kyrie and this whole thing was planned, but if he's saying, you know, I don't care anymore, I would maybe entertain it if I was uh, general manager for the Nets. Um, you know, I, I think, I think Simmons would be good next to Harden and Durant. So I, I would maybe enter, entertain it, but man, who knows? You know, it's like Kyrie could get vaccinated tomorrow and this all goes away. And so, uh, you know, I, I I have no idea at this point. What do you guys think? Yeah, what do you think about that, Alex? I, I think if you put True Sero to Daryl Morey, I don't think he'd make that trade. You know what I think he'd want? I think he'd want to trade Ben Simmons for James Harden. Um, when he was down there in Houston, and that's part of why James Harden decided to leave, he wanted to leave, because he loved Daryl Morey. And there's still an outside chance because James Harden hasn't got his contract extension in the net with the Nets. There's an outside chance that James Harden can walk in free agency and go to the 76ers 
because he loves Daryl Morey. That's one of the main reasons he went to Houston and one of the reasons he leaves. So I think if Morey had his way and he had to trade, I think he traded for James Harden before he traded for Kyrie Irving. I think that'd be interesting because I think if the Nets won a championship, it'd be kind of, for Harden, it'd be kind of like, all right, won my championship, check that box now. I'm going to go play where I want to play. Like that, that would be interesting to see him join the 76ers. I, I like that. So uh, let's move on to the next one. So speaking of uh, winning championships, let's talk big picture on the championships this year. So you guys have to pick one team. Uh, I'm just going to throw this out there. Tejas, I know it, was more, it wasn't really probably the full season. We talked in the playoffs. He stuck with the Bucs, uh, worked out for him in this one. So let's, let's make it more difficult for Tejas this year. Uh, let's start this uh, at the first week of the season. And let's just say if you guys had to both pick a team that you had to go all in on and say that this is a team that's going to win the championship, um, who would it be and why, Tejas, if you want to go first? Sure. And so just the, the big favorites were Nets were like plus 250 at the start of the year. Lakers were plus 450 and Bucks were plus 650. Uh, you know, I, I would put my money on the Nets. You know, I just think even without Kyrie, they're, they're pretty loaded. Uh, you know, I, I do think that maybe this Kyrie thing eventually gets resolved. And then if I do, I think they're just very prohibitive favorites. So, I, you know, I, I, and uh, we'll get into best player in the game later too. But, you know, Durant is just so amazing in what he did in that Bucks series, you know, just kind of left a lasting impression on, on just how good this Nets team can be. So, and that's, and that's with no Kyrie playing in all this year, you would, you'd still take the Nets? Yes. Okay. Uh, Alex, who, who do you got for your one team win it all? The Bucks, because they're the only top five team to me that doesn't have a huge red flag. If I had a top five team who I think would win, the Nets – I think even if Kyrie came back, Kyrie's the type of person who would wreck that that franchise. He just he just has <laughs> he just has that history. He just he's just a weird cat, man. And then the Lakers, we already talked about the Lakers. The Lakers are just so they're just the most odd assemble of superstar, ex-superstars that I just can't put a stock in them. And then the 76ers, we already just talked about the Ben Simmons thing. Like those and then Golden State with Clay Thompson. I don't know what we're getting later on this year if he even comes back. So those are my five I would think would go to championship. So I take the Bucks for the simple fact they're the team I know that's going to be there. I know the team that they're going to try. Yeah, I, and I think it's interesting that the Warriors were – the Warriors are actually the fourth best uh, odds-wise to win a championship. So, um, and, and, you know, after watching the first two games – so after watching them beat the Lakers and the Clippers stages – because I, I was kind of skeptical of the Warriors being the fourth best. Uh, do you buy in on the Warriors having the fourth best odds to win a championship after uh, watching their first two games this season? Well, it's interesting in that Jordan Poole's just like really stepped up and is giving, you know, uh, Steph a, a, a really good kind of second scoring option that, you know, when you think when Clay comes back, then you'll think that they'll really be pretty loaded on offense. And this is without any contribution of all their like super high lottery picks who haven't really played or uh, done anything yet uh, you know moody's been getting like 10 minutes and then kaminga and uh, wiseman haven't uh, have been injured so but uh you know I, I i think they're in the mix if clay's healthy and it all i think it almost all depends on clay's health um you know if he comes back and is kind of you know still at like 70 percent or kind of needs a season to kind of adjust or something then i wouldn't think that they can beat the, these other teams that are pretty loaded yep all right uh and so we're going to move on to the next one. Uh, so the next question is same, same, same concept, but you have to pick a dark horse team. So now, so we're like we're talking outside the top five, top six teams. Um, so outside of those like real top big contenders, if 
you had to pick a dark horse team to win the championship, kind of like the Heat did during the whole COVID bubble two years ago. Uh, Alex, if you go first, who would you pick as kind of the dark horse to win the championship if you had to put some put a little money on it? I go Utah. I think Utah is kind of has that. I don't want to say Detroit Pistons 2000 feel, but I think defensively they could give some of the better offensive teams problems. Um, the only thing has always been kind of Mitchell. Can he kind of be stay healthy and kind of be that superstar? So can he be the quote new Mr. Big Shot for Detroit for the Utah Jazz and kind of get them there? Uh, I could see them, you know, giving some teams problems in the playoffs and then just Mitchell just come out of nowhere and just make the play to get them over the hump. So. They're kind of my dark, dark horse team. Do you have Do you have more of a dark horse team? Because they are the fifth best in terms of odds, and they were the top seed last year. So if you had to go farther down the list, do you have another team that you could kind of be a little more ballsy on than the Jazz? Uh, I, I think that's a ballsy pick, man. How many people have to uh, bear in the playoff Jazz? Yeah, I mean, but still, I, I don't know. You know, as, as the one seed, I expect them to – put themselves in a good position to make a run, you know, it's, but you know, I, I get that, you know, they, I don't think they are really built to be a playoff team like some other teams, but. I got another one. Yeah. If you want, want me to, I could throw out another team. How about the Miami yeah. heat? How about that? Yeah. All right. I'll take that. That's a couple, a couple spots down farther, but yeah, you know, I'll, I'll accept that. Uh, Tay, just what about you? What, what's your dark horse? Well, he stole mine and that I was all about the heat, you know, and nobody was more than me. They were uh, plus plus 2,500 uh, before the season started. So, uh, you know. And it bumped up. 25 to 1. It, you know, that, that those odds are a little dead now because they beat up on the Bucks so bad this week. Uh, they look damn good, man. Uh, you know, Hero looks good. Um, you know, I, I, my fault with them last year was, like, I always felt that they were kind of trading defense or offense based on who they were playing. So if you put, like, Drogic in and Hero in, you would be kind of, you know, weak defensively, and I think people would pick on them. Or, you know, if they put in more, um, you know, defensive lineups, and you, you would take out that good scoring there. And so I always thought that they were kind of going back and forth on that. And then now getting Lowry, you know, you got a, just a great two-way guy and I feel like you would only maybe have one weak spot. So, you know, you're only playing Duncan Robinson as your weak defender, or you're only playing Tyler Hero as your weak defender, and you're not having those big lineups with two or three weak defenders anymore. So, you know, and, and obviously the guys that they have, Tucker, Lowry, Bam, Jimmy, I mean, all of them are just so nasty. And that's I, I think they're going to be a tough out for, for anybody. And uh, I, I do think that they might have enough scoring pop too to, to really just you know win it all. So they're 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 they're, they're my uh, no longer dark, dark horse. Uh, I I'll give you one more as just a you know uh, kind of a even bigger dark horse. Uh, you know just uh, I, I, kind of the Clippers. Uh, you know I, I I think maybe if Kawhi comes back and the timing's right, I think they're one of the most talented teams that maybe could put it all together. Yep, I can I can see that. Um, all right, so next we're going to talk more players specifically. ESPN recently did a survey with execs and scouts on who they thought the top player was going to be in the NBA this year. Um, first place votes, none of them include LeBron James, which you know fired him up. LeBron James, you know, he tweeted something about that, saying you give him more reason. Uh, to go off this year. Uh, but, you know, at 37 years old, 
it's kind of hard for me to, you know, we're, we're at that age, you know, I, I don't want to move much anymore, you know, and I'm one year older than him. Uh, but for LeBron to, to be fired up, you know, good. Uh, I hope, I hope he can stay healthy and be highly competitive. So, cause it'd be great to see another year of that. But the, the votes were split between Jess and Durant uh, evening down the middle. And it was only those two as a top player. So for you guys, um, you can tell me what criteria you want to determine on who your best player is. But Tejas, you're going to go first. If you had to pick a best player for the NBA this year, who would be your best player? I think it's Durant. I think it's really close, but I just think his offensive game is just so far advanced that he is just unstoppable. And so, um, you know, I, I think he would be my best player for the for the season. And then we can also talk about if you had to pick one game, who who would you be picking? And you know, maybe LeBron would would jump into my conversation with that. But even even with that criteria, I still think at this point I'm taking Durant. Yeah, I would say last year LeBron for his one game, I expected some of his one game antics to happen against the Suns last year, and I. I didn't see it. It almost seemed like he kind of shut down with the team a couple times. Um, but but Alex, <coughs> who, who would you pick for uh, for best player of the NBA this year for this coming up year? I pick Giannis. I, I I've and maybe I'm a little bit biased, but I loved his game for years. And uh, I think when you compile right now that you know he's really the best big man to me, and he's probably one of the top defenders. Uh, him and Gobert go one and two right now. It's- uh, interior defenders right now. Um, I think Giannis is kind of on his hot streak. It's one thing when you think you can win a championship, but when you win a championship, a lot of times it can be like a snowball effect and give you so much more um, confidence in your game where you start raising your game up. That's why most ch- guys who win championships don't win them one. They win two, three in a row. Um, so I definitely think, uh, and even looking this year already, he looks like he's even improved his game that much better. So um, and he's healthy. He's going to play all the games. So I, I, I think he's going to be so still solidify himself as the best player. All right. So yeah, that's the best player. Uh, but yeah, let's, let's talk that for one game. If you have to pick one game to carry your team, you know, do you? Is there anyone Alex that you would pick? Like you know, would you pick Curry? Uh, would you pick LeBron? Who who would you pick, Alex? If you had to pick one person to carry your team for one game, or is it Giannis still? Man. That's a good question. Little Luca, little Luca, Trey Young. If you say a game, if you say a game, I stay with Giannis. If you say a shot, I might go Dame Lillard. <laughs> if you talk about a shot, yeah, yeah. But no, a game, game, game seven. You have to pick one team, one person to lead your team. I'll stay with Giannis. I'll stay with Giannis because I think he's going to get it done on both sides of the floor. It's crazy because Giannis and, G- and Durant are kind of like the same build of player. It's just one has a crazy offensive game with a crazy shot, and the other is just kind of a well-rounded player without the long-range game. So I am interested really to see if Gian- yeah. So I am interested to see if Giannis does have a better shooting touch this year because through his three-point game scares me. Um, all right, let's uh, let's get into one more item to talk about. So let's start. Let's talk about playoff. Uh, dark horse teams for this year. So teams that are not favored to, you know, make the playoffs are kind of on the, on the edge. So don't say things like the bulls because I, or the Knicks, I expect them to make the playoffs, but let's go a little more dark horse uh, teams that maybe didn't make the playoffs last year, which of course that counts as the bulls, but let's ignore that. 
Um, do you, Tejas, do you have a dark horse team to kind of look forward to uh, that maybe is kind of on the rise that people aren't really talking about that can kind of crack the top eight or a play-in game? Well, first off, let me just say congrats to both uh, the Bulls and uh, the Grizzlies and no longer being dark horse statuses, man. Uh, and, and so far, not losing a game this season. So you guys yep, are probably totally. both feeling good. Um, I, I think my pick would be the Timberwolves. Uh, they were plus Whoa. 60 to make the playoffs. And yep. uh, I, 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 I'm just an Anthony Edwards believer. I think that guy is just really, really talented. I've always thought Towns was talented, and so now I think he has a running mate, and they seem to be working with Russell, which was my biggest concern is that when Russell came back, Anthony Edwards would kind of shut down or they would have issues sharing the ball, but it's, it seems to be working. They all seem to kind of, you know, be cool with each other. And, and you know, that's a and, – and then the, it's fitting with role players around them. So, you know, I, I, I think they were actually well coached. And I think they're pretty nasty in terms of how talented they are. Yeah, they're uh, plus two forty-five. So that's yeah. So they're they're assuming FanDuel is saying that they're not going to make the playoffs. So that's, but yeah, they. I mean, they have a couple good players. That, that'd be interesting. Alex, what about you? Do you have a uh, do you have a team that maybe uh, people aren't really expecting? There's a team that I, I think I didn't make the playoffs in my opinion. But well, I guess well. I kind of go back and forth from their dark horse. They're kind of everybody's favorite, um, and maybe it's because of their draft last year. But uh, I think the Hornets being in the Eastern Conference, the lowly Eastern Conference, I can see them getting <laughs> themselves in the play in the play-in game at least, um, and to maybe get hot near the end. Um, believe it or not, Michael George has kind of been building a little bit of a winner over there as far as being bottom bottom um, rosters over there. And I'm one of the very few people that really believes in LaMelo Ball and thinks he can maybe take the next step of kind of being the next player. Um, Wasn't a believer in his other brothers. I thought they were all talk, uh, but LaMelo can actually play a little bit. Um, So I think they, you know, I think um, odds-wise, they're kind of not as high maybe or higher than most people think. Um, But I think the Hornets can kind of jump in near the bottom of the Eastern Conference. How good would a Golden State be if they had taken Lamelo over Wiseman? God, there is a God. There is a God. That's all I can say. Yeah, Charlotte is a plus one sixty four to make the playoffs, so they're also not really favored to be a playoff team. But that—that's a great point because Wiseman has done nothing in Golden State, and they're at the point where they're going to rotate the proven players, and they really don't care about player development. So I wouldn't be surprised if they trade Wiseman at some point to get more stuff. I mean, what do you guys think? Because I—I don't think I'm hearing that on Golden State right now is we're playing to win, we're not playing to develop. Um, so he may not get into the rotation at all. So do you guys think that Wiseman is actually going to stick out and be a warrior this year? Or do you think they flip him the trade deadline for for proven proven players? Okay, just what do you think? I don't think the value for Wiseman is that great until he shows something. Like, I, I don't know what they would get that could really help them. That, that I, I don't know. Uh, maybe I'm just not a believer myself in Wiseman. But, you know, like, he, he, just in terms of, you know, I, I don't think he showed, like, any defensive awareness. And I think that's his primary value is being 7-1 and a great athlete or something that can hopefully give you really good shot blocking. But he just seems so, you know, like, unaware to me on that end and you know three four years away that you know i i, I don't think 
you know, he, he would be worth much as an asset. Like, and honestly, the people like Mo Bamba or, you know, there's other bigs out there that, you know, are, are similar value that I don't, I don't think you're getting, you know, a big return. Yep. All right. Um, Alex, for your, for your Charlotte thing you're talking about, uh, does that <laughs> reliant on Gordon Hayward staying healthy for the year? Because, you know, Gordon Hayward will make a difference for that team. Can it, can it make the playoffs without Gordon Hayward? That will make it hard. <laughs> that will make it very hard. Um, but you know how I feel about injured players. They stay injured. Um, but, you know, you know, it definitely can work. Um, I think I think just the fact that, like we talked about, Eastern Conference, the bottom of it, it's just so bad. It's just kind of like this, this, this hornet's nest, quote, hornet's. Uh, nest of just teams of just kind of like who's going to be the ninth or tenth seed, and last year happened to be the Wizards, um, and obviously the Wizards are going to be hopefully better this year. Uh, so you got a new bottom, but I mean I just don't trust any of the other teams right now. Yeah, to uh, Tejas, uh, we we kind of covered everything. Is is there any kind of a storyline or anything you're looking forward to following this year for the season? But uh, let me just ask you guys something that I was thinking about. Uh, this Ben Simmons situation, like <laughs> on, the, on the pantheon of crazy NBA stories, is, is this number one? Um, I, I want to say. Time? Yeah. Go ahead, Alex. The, other ones, the Jimmy Butler getting out of Minnesota. Uh, the Dwight Howard, like saying, what about that he didn't Latrell Spiewell? <laughs> Latrell Spiewell choking PJ Carlin. Yeah. Yep. That that's, that's a good, that's a good counter. But I don't know. What, what do you, where do you guys have it ranked? Alex, up, where do you want me to go? There, it's up there. It's up there for me. Uh, you brought the Spiewell thing. But God, Ryman, it seemed like this Ryman had like something different happening every like week, like we was with the Bulls, like uh, just leaving the team. Like, yeah, leaving the team. He, he left. The, he left the team to basically go wrestle with Hulk Hogan, like in WCW, like in the middle of the playoffs where they're trying to win a championship. I mean, Ryman's done so many just outlandish things, but it. This has got this guy. This is up there. The Ben Simmons. I can't say it's the worst, but it's up there. That, that story about the, that was in the Jordan documentary where, where Rodman went to Vegas for that weekend. I think they're making a movie about that. You, have you guys heard about that? <laughs> no. <laughs> I can't picture it being good, but it's like they're going to they're, they're doing a movie of that weekend of like him uh, missing practice, like, you know, like between games going to Vegas and hooking up with Carmen Electra and then like partying in the club and then coming back. <laughs> oh, he was AWOL. That's the funny part. He was AWOL. Like, they, he didn't come back. That was the whole part of the joke because he just decided not to come back. And Michael Jordan had himself had to fly to Vegas to, like, find <laughs> Rodman so he can pull him out so he can go win a championship. That's why Michael Jordan's the GOAT. Yeah, man. I think uh... – my only comparable, if we're going to compare not not maybe a, a situation, but a player that's polarizing in just weird ways, it's got to be a meta world piece known as Ron Artest, right? Like, because if Ron Artest has like weird things that happen throughout his whole career, from like admitting to drinking during games to applying to work at Circuit City, 
Um, what uh, trying? Yeah, the, mal- the malice in the palace actually might be the the better. What's stranger than what's going on with Ben Simmons? I mean, in all time. yeah, yeah. I mean, um, yeah. I mean, he uh, he got suspended for uh, asking to take time off to promote his R and B career. Like, uh, there's a lot of weird stuff around our test. <laughs> like, uh, that's probably made rivals Ben Simmons, but Ben Simmons' situation is not going to get better like what anytime that, soon. Stuck out to me was like um, before he joined the Lakers or something. There was a story about how he went in and like uh, asked, like told Kobe Bryant that they need to be teammates. And I think he went into like the Lakers shower. In the shower, yeah, it was in the shower. <laughs> it's just that there was something about crazy Ron Artest just like coming at you while you're showering and just being like, "Yeah, we need to be on the same team." Well, it's always stuck in my head. It's like, <laughs> yeah. All right, so I want to wrap it up on one more thing. Um, I know, Alex, I know you and me talked about this. Tejas, I don't know if you got a chance to see this. The NBA Top 75 list came out today. Did you get a chance to look at that, Tejas? A little bit. I haven't digested it completely, but, uh, yeah, no, I, I saw some of the headlines there. Or some, I've heard some of the talk on the, the people that missed. Yeah, so so I'll just say this. If you, um, I'll ask Alex first. Alex, I know you and me talked about this, so I'll throw it out here first, and Tejas, you can jump in after that. But, Alex... Was there any one or two players on that list that you think was deserving uh, that should not have been on that list? Or do you think there was players that were um, should have been on the list? You know, either way, uh, should have been on the list or should have been on the list. What, what were the biggest snubs that you saw, Alex? I thought they kind of gave props to some of the newer players more than a little I, too much. Yeah, I, I was a little shocked that Dave Miller was on there. I mean, I guess, I mean, maybe Kawhi. Kawhi's got kind of the, the jury, so you can kind of let Kawhi slide. AD was one. I would just kind of like, okay, I can find, think of some better guys than AD, you know, Anthony Davis on that list. Um, I respect Paul Pierce, but I've just – I've never really thought of him just as the one of the greatest players of all time. I thought he had a hell of a career, but I just – there's a couple of just the last 15, 20 years that just kind of like – I don't know if they should be on there. Um, I'm not going to talk about some of the older players because, you know, I'm going to be as honest as I can. Guys from the 50s, 60s, a lot of those guys, I'm going to say I didn't see them, didn't break down against. It's not going to say necessarily they don't deserve to be on there. But, um, but I mean, it, to me, Lil- Dave Lillard is on there. To me, Tracy McGrady should be on there or Penny Hardaway or Alonzo Mourning should be on there. I mean, they're going to throw it on there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, uh, it was weird that you mentioned the part about Paul, Paul Pierce because the big three, Paul Pierce, Ray Allen, and Kevin Durant, are all, are, are all on there. Individually, they didn't win a single thing. They didn't do much individually. But together is when they finally started winning stuff. So um, I, I thought, you know, I thought they were kind of borderline. Um, I want to debate this one right now. Giannis, Tejas, Giannis, to be the top, setting, top 75 best players of all time. Giannis has not played long enough to be on this list. Do you agree with me or disagree with me? So that's tough. I, you know, I think there was like in 96, they did the top 50 and they put yeah. Shaq on after three years or something. Um, so, you know, I, I, I would say it's okay to put Giannis on because he was an MVP and he has an NBA championship. So I don't mind him as much as, you know, other people like you know does Luca to be on belong or does 
Um, you know, just some of the other, you know, really great young players, you know, at least Giannis has his chip, you know, at least he has a couple of seasons of being, you know, one of the best players in the league, you know, indisputably. So, um, I'm okay with that. Uh, one of my guys, my, my guys, uh, my San Antonio guys are, you know, I, I kind of were snubbed. Um, you know, Tim Duncan obviously was on the list, but then Ginobili is one that I just, you know, before there was PJ Tucker, man, and Ginobili had my heart for a long time. And, yep. you know, it's kind of like <laughs> you, you put on like a James Harden who's, you know, just, just been so <clears throat> terrible in the playoffs. Versus a guy who just, you know, always had a, you know, a, a clutch kind of a guy like like a Ginobili or, 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 you know, Parker as well. So, you know, I don't, I, but the, that kind of runs as a snub to me. Have you seen the whole list? You said you haven't, right? Uh, no. Okay. So I'm going to say two names. I, because I'm curious if you, if you have seen the list, I'm going to say two names. I want you to tell me which one you think is on the list. Uh, Paul Gasol. Carmel Anthony, one of the two on the list, the other isn't. Do you know which one it is? Uh, I'm guessing Carmel is on the list, and but but I would put Paul Gasol over Carmelo Anthony. And okay, list. yeah, that's exactly why I'm asking that because Carmelo Anthony is on the list, but Paul Gasol is not on the list. So yeah, another, snub. yep, another snub pick. Uh, I hey, do want to throw out this Brian, last. Let me yeah, Brian, uh, let me break in real quick. So. I actually heard this morning or earlier from uh, Mike Wilbon, who's actually one of the people who voted on this. And I think we yep. maybe was text messages a little bit earlier about it, but there was pressure put on them to try to honor the top 50 from the regular 96 from the yep. voters. So there's a lot of the guys that are on the top 50 list from the older days that I don't think would probably hold up today with newer guys coming in. So I think you're talking about maybe 10 or 15 of the older generation players that were put on that list that maybe won't hold a counter right now to the newer generation. So I think that was the problem what was up on this list. Yeah, and I, I wish – yeah, I, I did hear that, the way they said that they were kind of pressured. They weren't forced, but pressured, they, which I think they should. They should carry over the, the best people from the generation, and they, sw they shouldn't switch it over because – the people nowadays don't know the difference. And like, I, I saw one argument, you saw me talking about um, Kendrick Perkins, who I don't understand why he's allowed to talk in public. He's kind of like Anthony McFarland for football. Like there's nothing beneficial that comes out of his mouth, either one of those two. But uh, he argued today that um, Dwight Howard should be on the list instead of, uh, who was it? I, Bill Wall. Yeah, uh, Bill Wall. Yeah. Like, oh, God. I, I, I was <laughs> done when he said that like i'm not even old enough to know Bill on but i'm old enough to see like highlights and see what he was in his generation compared to dwight howard who his highlight of dwight howard's career is the slam dunk contest of blowing out a cupcake on, on the rim while making a dunk like he amounted to nothing in the playoffs you know he got buried in a bad situation in orlando uh, you know it is what it is but um hearing kedger perkins say that was it was rough. And then Stephen A. Smith had to correct them and talk about, listen, man, like you're not old enough to understand. And, and I think that was a great example of we cannot change and remove these old people because, like, for example, I see Rick Barry on this list. When I see Rick Barry, I just think of Brett Barry. Like, I don't know anything about <laughs> Rick Barry. I'm not qualified to be like, you know, I'm not qualified. All I know is that he did underhand free throws, which if I heard that, I would just laugh and be like, this guy's a joke. But it's you know it's it shouldn't be on us to make that assumption for the older generation. So, yeah. um, 
and, and the game changes what, so much too, man. A hundred percent. The Barry apparently yep. was a sniper and like you know could have killed at three pointers, and then no one shot three pointers back in the day. So it's yeah. exactly it's really hard to compare statistically. Uh, you know, all these guys. Exactly. And, uh, yeah, it's a great it's a great thing. If you guys haven't checked it out, check out the list NBA top seventy five. Um, for some reason, it doesn't feature seventy five players. It features seventy six players because um, I guess there was a tie in voting for one of the players. So the seventy five list has seventy six names, I think. So not really true to its name, but um, it, yeah. So check it out. It's very interesting. A lot of debates can be had on this. Uh, you know, great great conversation. So. We're gonna end it on this, guys. Uh, is there any last comments you uh, you want to make, or anything um, you're looking forward to for the season before we talk NBA next time? Tejas, you want anything you want to say? Uh, I was just looking at the list now, and I was thinking I would have pulled off Rodman, as much as we love him. Uh, yeah, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think a lot of the guys we talked about that were snubbed, like Gasol, Chris Bosh, Wade Hall, Howard, all have better arguments than Rodman, but. Uh, Anyways, no, I mean, I, I'm, I'm just really loving this season, loving seeing if any of these rookies are good. Uh, Scotty Barnes tonight was balling out, man. So I'm, I'm, I'm just excited to see some of these new guys. Florida State, let's go. Alex, what about you? Um, Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I'm enjoying this, this first early part of the season, kind of seeing how these, these teams are, um, kind of how they kind of stack up with each other, kind of seeing kind of who's gotten better, who's 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 gotten worse, uh, try to figure out who's going to be there at the end. But um, it's enjoyable. Everybody's got a chance to begin a year. You know, it's only until we get past, you know, near the break where we could kind of start putting forks in some of these teams to say they could wait for the draft. Yep, and this is probably the only time we can say that. The uh, This is the only time we can probably say this is that currently the Lakers, the Clippers, the Suns all have no wins, and the Bulls are undefeated, and the Wizards are undefeated. So it's just a really only time of the year that you can say ridiculous things like that. So, But, yeah, we'll, we'll be back with another NBA episode in a couple of weeks. We'll probably break down a little more uh, first quarter NBA talk uh, and maybe use a little bit more predictions getting about closer to the playoffs and surprises and snubs and more stuff like that. So thanks for joining us, guys, episode 41. Uh, listen, share, subscribe, leave comments. All that's much appreciated. So we'll catch you on the next episode. Get well, Benson.